This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, sponsored by Soundring. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code BCPOD to save $5 off your first purchase. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, Grinches? I hope you guys are having a good start to your holiday season so far. This is Matt. Welcome to the podcast. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different stuff today, including in the second half, guns, gun control. We got a friend of ours, Mark Solomon, who doesn't, uh, who thinks we ought to rein it in a little bit on on the guns. And we got a friend named Mark LaFay, uh, who is an NRA member and has already got an NRA membership for his kid for life. So interesting guys, interesting thoughts. We're going to just kill about 30 minutes before they come on with God knows what. But uh, hey, speaking of you guys being Grinches, I hope you're not. I hope you do do some holiday shopping. Now I've got some good news for you. We've set up a, a way, just yet another way, that if you don't pay for this podcast or if you do or you don't support our sponsors, we've figured out one little other little loophole thing here, one thing you can do for us, and that is you can do your shopping at Amazon.com, and if you do and click through our link on Amazon, we will actually get paid. They'll give us a percentage of all the money that you spend there, whether you're buying diapers, guitar strings, Christmas presents, electronics. They've got everything over there. You probably shop there anyway. We're just asking that you would bookmark our link and shop through there, and it'll kick us some money. And that's great. If you download our episodes for free, just do your shopping on Amazon and bookmark our link. We appreciate that tremendously. To find that link, go to JabberjawMedia.com, go to the Bad Christian page, and just there's a link right there on the Bad Christian page of Jabberjaw's website where you can uh, click it and bookmark it and shop there. People have been asking us to do this for a while, and you know what? You were right. It's a good idea. Time to get live. Time to get live. Time to get. Time to get. Time to get live. Time to get live. Matthew Carter came to town. That's good. We're in our office. I like it. And Matt is here. And guess what? I ain't drinking no beer. Oh damn! That makes me sad. It's the bad Christian podcast. I forgot. How long on no beer? It has been a week and a half. That's great. Almost two weeks. Aww, That's good. That's I'm your longest yeah. stretch since. I'm glad. Well, yeah. Forever. I mean, honestly, the roughest part now that the shakes are gone. <laughs> no more withdrawals. I don't, yeah, I don't have any more withdrawals. <laughs> First week's rough with night sweats, the shakes. <laughs> so, when you reflect on your life without beer, what is the main thing that you miss? Um, the just taste. Well, my sense of humor. Unless <laughs> <laughs> people really like me, <laughs> courage in a can. Uh, no. It, here's the thing. I was talking with somebody today about it, and it's. I think the thing is, I don't really miss anything. Like I'm. Last night we went out. Me and Joey and Bridget had beers, yep. and you had what? Did you have a Coke? Yeah, tea? Diet Coke. I had, you know what's sucky? Uh, I, I really like the bar we went to, Gene Hofbrows, but they uh um. Don't I said? Do y'all have any like soda water or Lacroix or anything? He's like, we we have maybe soda. They have water. club soda yeah, on the club soda or something. tap thing. But and I was like, oh, that doesn't sound that good. And he didn't want to like dress it up or anything. No, Matt, I was going to ask you this. I was thinking club soda is or, or like Lacroix. Is that called soda water or club well, soda? the difference in club soda and sparkling water is uh, one chemical and it's called sodium bicarbonate is really? in club soda and sparkling water is just uh, water that's carbonated. 
and then it can have flavors, of course, and that's like what Lacroix, Lacroix is. Yeah, it's and they have unflavored and the, and the, Lacroix. The, the, the it's essentially, for the what? I think it's just an old time preservative or something. I don't know what it is. I mean, I think it's a little bit of saltiness to it, maybe. I don't really know that there's much of a taste difference. So club soda is yeah. essentially a plain sparkling water. Yeah. It's technically different. I, I really like that you said salty because that's the way I would describe the taste. And and I don't know if you can get, really taste it. Maybe a little bit. I think you well, probably can. I'm talking about in Lacroix. I think it's oh, like well, there's there's no there's no sodium. I, no, in it. I know, but it tastes like that to me. Yeah. And what's really interesting is um, I love the Lacroix pamplemousse. It's like I guess that's uh, like grapefruit or something. I used to love. Fresca. Oh yeah, yeah, that one's really good. Yeah, that's my favorite. And I gave Ruby a little taste. She goes, mm, I like how salty it is. And yeah. I was like, it just well, you just saying that because it's not sweet. So right. when you're drinking a, something out of a can with bubbles in it, there, you have this overwhelming uh, predisposition to, or you have this overwhelming experience that is typically one, right. the sweetest thing imaginable. Right. So the only words you would have to to compare it to would be saying bitter yeah. or maybe salty. Right. Well, speaking of that, that's why I was going to ask you because you're like a bitters no no in the no guy. Do people put a little bit of bitters in? in and I was thinking that might be really. It would be really good. So what you should have done at the bar is said, I, "Can I have a club?" If you don't want any sugars either, that's yeah. your main problem. Right. So you say, "I would like a club soda with a splash of bitters in it," and then a it, splash would be enough. A, yeah, to, a dash of bitters, you would say. And so now alcoholics typically don't do that because bitters technically has alcohol in it. Oh, it does. But it's, I mean, you're getting you're getting yeah. drops. So they're. Alcoholics, people in the program typically will say, well, you don't really want to do that just because it can get you like, you, you can almost t- get a sensation from it and it just like excites your brain to the chemical. Right. It doesn't, there's no amount of it. Right. Same, you couldn't, yeah. it, you couldn't, you couldn't drink enough. Well, same of way, it. probably as they say, Splenda actually on your brain tricks your brain sometimes to think it's sugar. Yeah. It, but it's just like it's a mental trigger. So right. people, alcoholics will typically avoid it. But if you're on an alcohol free diet and you're not, a problem right. drinker trying to avoid it of yeah, a totally. whatever, then feel free to have bitters in your club soda. You really enjoy I'm it. I'm going to try that for sure because I thought that would make it even more of a like a beverage. That's the thing that I, Joe, you asked what I miss the most. The thing I like is having a beverage and, and or having something. I'm kind of one of those people that no matter what, I need to be chewing gum, eating sunflower seeds, having mm-hmm, a, having definitely. something, a little snack or something, whatever it is. And so when I come home, just having a, a beer is just, I don't even think about it, but it's just empty calories. Did That's your mom me. not nurse you? Uh, she said she did, but I hmm. honestly, I don't know. I don't think she did. Not with that. Cause I, I majored in psychology and I thought you did elementary education. Same thing. There's the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Similar. Uh, have you ever, have you ever reflected on how arrogant we seem to assume that people care about any of this that we're talking about? <laughs> like, seriously, <laughs> I find the reflection about the arrogance to be a, possibly a bit arrogant, <laughs> but <laughs> otherwise, no. <laughs> I just try to pretend that I always talk with a microphone, so yeah. I just carry a microphone around now, <laughs> just when I'm, no matter yeah. what. So I just go, yeah, it's always recorded, yeah, no matter what. So I don't, just, you know, differentiate. Well, there's the shallowness of the fact that sometimes when you are talking, you, I'm sure you guys notice this, or if not, I'll at least submit to it. When I'm talking to stuff to my wife, I. I I she'll be like, are you trying to work out something or work try material? On you know, most people. But if you're in a if you're at community group, most likely you're trying to make an observation or something, and you might think it in your head. Say, well, I'll just try it right now and see if I can collect my thoughts and say it. Or t-, you know what I mean? You right. have, I do that sometimes at right. home or just around people, and I think, but it's so easy because nobody's really listening. Like with one on one, I notice this. You can just be really boring or dull or non articulate, and it's okay. Yeah, it really is. So if you have if I have a business call or meeting. I don't really have to be prepared or nail it to get 
it, it's fine if it rambles or if there's extra sentences there. Right. But now I notice that, man, I bet if I could really focus on this phone call as much as I try to speak well on the podcast, that would actually be better anyway. So it's probably sharpening for your verbal skills around people, just the fact that you're doing this now with yeah. the microphone with pressure. Yeah, I've definitely, I think the biggest thing I've learned through podcasting is how to drop the ums. And I, pauses I know, aren't as bad as you would think they are. I know there are times when I still do mm-hmm. it, but for the most part, I've, I've learned how to eliminate it. Well, a lot of the times when Joey's going to talk, a way that he likes to avoid the ums is to pitch his voice up sometimes and then back down sometimes. You think that's how I do it? <laughs> that's I how you do so. it at church and stuff. That's how uh, you're focused. Like, that's how, you're, that's that's how, how you're, you focus yeah. on huh. what you're saying. So it's the stilted. I mean, you do it more in person than you do on the and podcast. you use more right? hand motions. Like right now, yeah. you're really relaxed. You're not using hand motions or anything. But for sure, I've seen you when you record like the podcast for our church that you do. You'll use hand motions and you'll talk just like man. Like you think about if you were addressing a youth group or something, like 12 people. You say, okay, guys. Here's what we're going to do tonight. You wouldn't say um at all. You'd be real clear, but it'd be slow. And I don't like those a- situations anymore. <laughs> I don't, I seriously, I don't, I don't like it. Um, we got a lot going on this weekend for Matt to come into yeah, town, Matt's man. In Charleston. Yeah, well, let's explain that. Or yeah, why Matt- did you come here? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a funny story, I yeah. guess. <laughs> it kind of worked out really good for me to come this time. Well, so basically, we've got Christmas coming up, and none of us wants to be tied to our computers and talking to each other throughout the whole Christmas holiday season, getting these podcasts and Let me tell episodes it. done. So this is one reason why we're together, but why why Charleston? Also, I'm, I, first of all, I'm super happy that you get to see Joey sitting in a computer chair, and he's still managing to, to get to see lean. I know it's unreal, isn't it? Yeah, he needs a recliner. Is that this all? I mean, his hand is in his back pocket next to his butt because he's cold and his butt's very warm, and he <laughs> is leaning back as much as you can relax and lay down in a chair. You're doing it, and Matt gets to see it. Yeah. All right. So Joey calls me. Three, four weeks ago and says, hey, I don't know if you want to think about this. We have a little we have just enough time to work on it. Four weeks or so. He says, Dave Bazan's coming to Charleston. He's doing a living room show. It's on December the 5th in Charleston. And so don't you think maybe we could talk to him, hang out, go to his living room show. Maybe he would let us host it. Maybe we could do it at Toby's house or your house. You said Uh, we'll get in touch with him. Then maybe we could do something and podcast afterwards, hang out, do all that stuff. And then if you're going to be here, we could do some shows, some BC pod live. So let's go ahead and get started on working on that kind of a trip. So I said, Oh, no doubt. Maybe I could bring my family. Maybe we could do a kind of a visit here, a mid holiday visit. So we worked on it, found the flights, did everything, said, okay. And then we started thinking about it. Instead of doing live shows, why don't we focus on trying to record a bunch of episodes like I would assume shows do, like Jeopardy or something, as I mentioned before. So we said, okay. And uh, instead of doing shows, we're going to try and get a bunch of episodes to make make sure we have good stuff and being in person to capture stuff is great. So we decided to do that and then still do the Bazan show and try to talk to him, that kind of thing. Then, uh, so we got it all planned, got here, uh, got the tickets, and I was, we were podcasting the day before. I was flying he- here for the, to do all this, and we got, we got the passes for Dave Bazan's show. We're on the guest list for that and everything. And uh, Toby and Joey said, hey, Matt, you know that the Clemson game, the ACC title game against North Carolina is at 8 o'clock on Saturday night, right? I was like, no, I didn't know that. I assumed it'd be a daytime game. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well... And he was like, well, I guess we can't go to the do the Dave Bazan thing. <laughs> We're not going to Dave Bazan. And I was like, well, and I started, I mean, I felt bad. I was like, I guess we, you know, and, and T- uh, Toby and Joe were like, yeah, I definitely 
don't want to go to Dave Bazan. They said, we're not going to go. And they're like, man, you can go to the show still if you want. I was like, no, I'm not going to the Dave Bazan show. Are you crazy? <laughs> I promise you. I promise you when I saw it flash on the computer screen or on the TV that Clemson was playing at 8 o'clock, there wasn't anything in my uh-uh. head that went, I wonder what I'm going to do. I automatically was like, well, I'm yeah. not going to Dave Bazan show. No, there's just no way. And so then t- <laughs> Joey says, we could... Uh, and he said it almost like he believed it. He goes, well, we could TiVo it and then go to the show and then come home and watch it afterwards. And I was like, well, yeah. And then we were just all like, yeah, I just don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. That is where the line is really drawn because right. anybody would say, oh, that's definitely a you solution. Both. But I can't stand watching something on delay. I know it's not in real time. Right. Yeah, I'm terrified like somebody's going to text me. Right. I won't enjoy the right. Dave Bazan show, and I won't enjoy the Clemson game, and it will be terrible. I hate not being able to look at your phone or people say, hey, it's man. It's terrifying. It's just awful. That happened to us with the uh, whatever game it's we happened on the with road. the Florida State game yeah, on the, the road. Yeah, the Florida State game. I was just devastated. And here's what's funny. Wait, though. somebody texted we had, you about No, we no, had we, to TiVo it during our VIP. Yeah, we, we were we had able to thing. record it during our VIP. So we had to watch it on delay, and it's terrifying because you know the outcomes already exist, and somebody in the VIP actually said was looked at the score and, and made a comment about it like it's not that bad and we're like what does that mean are we down or whatever he's like oh you yeah. want another score and i was like no don't say anything he's like it's not that it's not that bad it's not that bad I'm so, like, what know, does that mean ruined, right. ruined that means right. 17 to 3 right. maybe that, yeah, i mean what did it mean and right. seriously we until we caught up i was just like it was not enjoyable over. at this all terrible because right. we were inside and i thought while we were missing the game we literally um had Dude, this so, fell apart. it's so crazy. When I am recording a game, I will read into everything. If I hear my phone going off, yeah, I'm thinking, right. oh, crap, we lost. That's Everybody's terrible. talking trash. Or totally. I'll be like, whoa, yeah. wait a second. Maybe there's everybody's no saying, way. touchdown. There's touchdown. no good way to do it. <laughs> the funniest thing about Dave Bazan is, seriously, 20 years ago, <laughs> all of us would have been like, man, we're on the guest list for Dave Bazan. Oh my because we're going to go like, hang out with him and talk to our friend. I mean, it's not even a joke. Like, seriously, Somebody musically, said 15 years ago, you're going to go hang out with your friend, Dave Bazan, who right. you know good, and just right. go to his show, and you'll hang out and talk and I would be have, doing something I would collaborative. I lose my mind. I, would t- I promise you, I'd be, I'd be, I'd, I couldn't even say. But this guy has been one of, if not the the biggest music influence, spiritually. I've said before that I want to have his kid. I mean, all these things, and we literally... It wasn't even a question nah, when I watched the Clemson game. <laughs> so, <laughs> One of the biggest influences in my life is a couple miles away from me, and I'm like, nah. Yep. And I'm not even drinking. It's not like a big part. Uh, I'm just <laughs> here's the worst part is I emailed him and his manager back because I, you know, I asked him about it and the show was sold out. I said, could we, whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, definitely. We'll hook it up. And I had to email him back and say, uh, uh, I wish I could find the email, but it says, hey, Bob and Dave, sorry, uh, Unfortunately, I said, regrettably, our schedule is. I said, our schedule has changed, and regrettably, we won't be able to go to the concert. <laughs> we but, but could we still try to work something out with Dave? Regrettably. And, and maybe like podcast the next day or something. So he's really going to look into it. So I mean, we what? may have thrown it all out the window, but I can't. But I, I didn't tell them the actual reason. I couldn't bring myself. <laughs> sorry, we couldn't watch football. <laughs> what, what is it about football that does, like, I, with the big Charleston flooding, I think I told y'all I was watching the Notre Dame game at my pastor's house. And on the way to his house, the flooding was so horrendous. I'm sitting there thinking, I may not be able to make it home tonight, but I'm like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> like, right. I've got, and, yeah. and, and that's putting the football over my wife, my kids, because what if I didn't, couldn't make it back home, you know, to hang out well, with Well, I mean, them? this is, this is, I mean, to be fair, this is, Clemson's the number one team in the country. This is the ACC championship game, right. and we have a great potential 
in the best in our lifetime since we were two, three right. years old to win a national championship, it is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, it's not just, oh, football, oh, I like football better than music or whatever, but it is notable the, the way that musicians typically interact with sports. It's been over 30 years. 81, yeah. 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 I mean, that's... Yeah. So, musicians typically, the, the young musician crowd is always like, oh, I don't care about sports. Who are those right. jocks? Right. And then any musicians who are older... Not any, but largely musicians in their late 20s and 30s love sports. And yeah, I can even speak right. to that on my same experience. The time I followed sports the least was when we probably were first starting the band. That would be the least time because I was like, oh, I'm moving to this new stuff. I'm all about this, all about this stuff. And then you get into music and do it. And if you do it in a sustained long way, you wind up passing the time on tour by talking about sports. You find yeah. other people that do. So it's really funny. You could almost tell by, eight, by predict by age group oh, how, right. how much musicians like sports. But sports almost gets better and better every every year. Is really that is. because you're getting older? And, Partly, yeah. And like your interests change from like maybe even sexual to like... Hey, that's hit, a good yeah. point. I mean, maybe that's what it is. Like, you know, that's you're a good not point. searching for honeys. You're trying to, you know, yeah. get laid when you're 19 and be in a band or something. Right. And then as you get older, you're like, well, I did all that. You're like, Man, I'm football. a rebel. I'll check out my hair. I don't care about sports. One of the funniest stories from a band and member. later, is, you love hockey. Is uh, Durr from Norma Jean. He said he's a huge Georgia football fan. Grew up loving Georgia. Dad loves Georgia. He loves Georgia. And he said it was his birthday. And his wife was like, hey, we're going to go to, I think it was Outback Steakhouse for his birthday. And he was like, <laughs> the game wasn't over. And he, he had to go. The Outback Steakhouse. He's sitting at Outback Steakhouse, and he made it sure there was a TV. And he's watching the end of the Georgia game, and they lose. And he said he just started started sobbing. He's sitting there <laughs> at his birthday sobbing, and his first friend came with a little girl and their daughter. And the daughter looks and says, "Daddy, why is Dur crying?" <laughs> <laughs> Over oh, football, just see the. Uh, Carolina guy that lost his mind after they lost the Citadel. Oh my gosh, no, he, he was crying, sobbing, yelling. It's, it it's well taken and noted that a great percentage of our fans, as art people and music people, don't give a shit when we talk about football at all. Oh, just totally. so you know. Well, then I say we talk about it a little bit more. I have a, a little thing. I okay, want to talk <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Let's double it up. <laughs> well, I just here's something and I don't I guess part of me wants to trade carefully because I'm worried I'll say the wrong thing and I don't want to hurt somebody that might be hurt but wow when of you care about that I know it just happened I tell you once you stop drinking <laughs> You're getting man, I got compassion I got, I've been helping people been praying for people <laughs> you've been getting to know your neighbors <laughs> I know my floor I've been giving um it's crazy but uh in the news especially for football I guess it's all the way across but since I watch you know, I love Green Bay Packers. I love Clemson Tigers. Um, just football players and them getting in trouble off the field and then that causing them not to be able to be, not to be able to play. Like they get suspended or whatever. Like the recent one was Johnny Manziel. Y'all know he went through rehab and all this stuff, but I guess there was a picture during their bye week where he was rapping and he was holding a bottle of yep. champagne. Yeah. Right. He wasn't even drinking it, supposedly. Well, so let's set this up, non sports people. This is why sports is good. We can talk about a sports tangent. So we're right. not going to talk about the Browns record here. Right, we're gonna, exactly. We're going to talk about a player in a profession and a prominent play. In fact, right. I would argue that sports, I argue before that sports is a lot like politics. I mean, that church is a lot like politics. Here I'm going to say that church is also another thing that's very parallel to Christianity is sports. And that has heroes, right. it's notable, it's very image conscious, people follow it. 
kind of thing. So let's explore how that how sports and sports images are in this. Yeah, and totally. I think it might speak into other image stuff we talk about. Anyway. Well, we're, Joey's just talking about psychology and, and education. One thing I remember that they always said is negative reinforcement isn't really a good thing. Positive reinforcement with discipline and stuff like mm-hmm. that is. When you just take something away, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It just means I won't do it, so I get to keep my thing, as opposed yeah. to learning your lesson uh-huh. or doing anything. So you take somebody like Johnny Manziel, they just like he got caught, and I think he lied, and so they just took away his job. And now here's the other thing. Okay, so what we didn't say that very clearly, but he was in a nightclub, and so they got he was TMZ with and people Texas, got pictures of him were, partying. Yeah, somebody took an Instagram photo of him partying, and all know? it was was he was drinking like a month before and, he him and his girlfriend pulled over and apparently had been drinking yep. not over the limit he didn't get in yep. trouble or anything but he had been drinking again which he never some people will go to rehab he did go just, to rehab yeah yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean you're an alcoholic when you go to rehab it just means you're partying too much yep. or you're doing something it doesn't necessarily sure. mean you're addicted to alcohol right. and can't control it uh but maybe he can't and maybe he has a real problem i'm just putting that out there but it's so he got suspended and part of it's for lying and i, I understand that but at the same time he is the guy they drafted in the first round to do the job. And I don't know if not playing on Sunday, like what does that actually do? Should you not be able to do your job? The same way as if you get in trouble, like if you go get a DUI, nobody suspends you from, you know, being a lawyer that week, do they? Or thought you were going to say maybe, plumber. Maybe they do, or plumber, yeah. Because a plumber. <laughs> and here's the other question. If that happened, if you're – if your kid's laying on the operating table for brain surgery and the best brain surgeon in the world mm-hmm. is coming in, but you uh, knew he had a DUI from a month ago, you want to switch to the a different guy or you want the best the, the best guy for the job? Yeah, most people say, well, assume he's not drunk when he operates on your kid. Right. But aside from that. But maybe. It, have, have y'all seen that movie Flight with Denzel? I was yeah. just going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> Denzel showed up. It doesn't matter. That's right. That's right. It does not matter. So my question is, do you think, is it, Right. Are they actually, is it, is football not just a business and sport, but it's actually, they are role models. So is this the NFL? Does think Johnny Manziel's a role model either way? Is this the NFL or the Browns that are making this decision? The Browns, I think the Browns the just, I, but okay. the part of it is they're just but saying take like Greg Hardy, who yeah, literally, yeah, that's good. Take, like, okay, whatever on that. So Greg Hardy, even worse yeah. is, seems to, it has been definitely physically, abused a woman. Yeah. yeah bad. And, is uh, only seems it was suspended for mo- a whole year almost, and seems only slightly repentant, or he's right. suspended for just over a year, and seems not Never even very repentant. And still says ever. comments that are that I make mean, people was, really the uncomfortable. Woman actually had bruises on her; she was scared for her yeah. life. All and this most stuff. people say he but, is a yeah. bad so individual. Allegedly, he, allegedly, he did this, yeah. but I mean, it looks like he really did do something to really. I mean, there were guns. So and all yeah, this stuff. so he plays with the Cowboys. He's right. known as a not good human being. Nobody, thinks by, so. a lot of people say, and but he's a great pass rusher. Uh, and people don't like it that the Cowboys would even have him. Right. What do you think about that? If you're Jerry Jones, if you're the owner of a team, and he's doing his job, which is pass rushing. Yeah. Whatever it is, your job should should be mostly limited to your job. Like, in, right? The job overall. is the job. The job's the job. So the pastor that's what cheats. I, prefer. I mean, I know there's extreme <laughs> cases there. The pastor, and I would, I'm not the pastor I, cheats on his wife. That is that doesn't affect how good right. he pastors a church. Well, it it might, you know. But well, I mean, I can see I can see that argument. I mean, that'd be an extreme case, of right. course. And it's maybe it depends on what you define as what pastors oh, are supposed no, to do. What about this? What but, if yeah. Aaron Rodgers got a DUI tomorrow? Should he not play tonight? Or or what if he got a DUI yesterday? Should he play tonight? So here's my cop-out answer, but I really do believe it. I am totally fine with the NFL and or Green Bay Packers saying, this is the type of player that we want to be a part of our organization. 
and that's not included, so he's going to have to sit out. That's just their prerogative. The, I don't own the NFL, so if the NFL wants to say, you know what, somebody this that can't make millions and millions of dollars and and keep himself from uh, doing a DUI, we don't want him. But you're part okay of the with NFL. him playing too. What's so that? If they make the decision that he plays, you're okay with it. Yeah. Are you okay with yeah. Green Bay Packers saying we don't let Mexicans play on our team? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why not their prerogative? Right. I mean, if it's not, if it's their prerogative, you have to be careful. If it's what, about image or what you pick. Right. I mean, what? I mean, the the thing. The I, thing that's, I think that's 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 different. <laughs> Why is it different? Race, and that's right. our judgment. It's our prerogative. Right. Your choice. It's our prerogative. Yeah. You, yep. Well, that's good. Hey, I like that. Bill, Bill Cosby was really good at teaching kids on TV. So. Let's Lord. get him back you into the mix. You still got to watch Picture Page if you want to learn to draw. <laughs> Let's get him it. back selling those well, pudding, there be a pudding time pops. I still eat pudding pops, my friend, <laughs> is there coming if I can find them. Is there coming a time where, like, seriously, like, any Bill Cosby joke, if you laugh at it, you'll be, like, a bad person? Laughing at the joke. I, I mean, it'll be, like, Bill Cosby will be, a like, a, a bad Untouchable. person. Untouchable. Yeah, it'll be, like, negative. It'll be, like, yeah. a, you know. It can, I, I just can't, I can't get away from the fact that that just kills me. Like, I... I I mean, there's a part we're talking of, about one of the greatest comics of all time. One of my one of favorite TV people on TV. Yeah, as far as if it wasn't for this, you would think one of the greatest humans. Yeah. Super wealthy, has given so much, you know, helped. Spoke his mind. Right. You know, uh, after Cosby show, he was making speeches at colleges like, whoa, he just said that. I mean, just. Yeah. I, I said earlier in a in an episode that I can really separate and still enjoy the Cosby show. I just don't think still there's any can. way. I yeah. still I watch it and I, I'll yeah. enjoy them for like sentimental, but it's just like I was listening oh, to the Rogan po- podcast and he said something really interesting. And I was uh, I was we haven't talked about this. So I was wondering what you guys think. He said, "Did that? Not that it's right. It's wrong what he did. It, it, he's I mean, he's alluded to some stuff. I think that yeah, he did drug some people, but." You know, the statute of limitations is off of most stuff. But do you think at all that when a lot of that stuff was going on back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, that it was maybe kind of normal and people real just thought, yeah, that's just kind of what you do. When you're going to hook uh, up with a chick, you, you know, you do this. And she, you know, like they, they even call it slipping them a Mickey. Yeah. It used to be, yeah, you get slipped. A, I got slipped a Mickey. It wasn't as big of a deal. Sure. It's still terrible. Don't get me wrong. Now I'm glad that we live in this day and age where we realize that's wrong. You should right. not do that. Sure. That is horrible. I'm, I, I'm concerned for my own children about stuff like that not saying anything but so like, date rape back there, then was okay do you think well no it wasn't okay but i'm saying do you think they didn't think of it it they was never more, thought of it, it, it was rape. more okay it, right. it's just, just was like hey okay. i'm getting her in the mood right like seriously that's what he probably thought hey so I'm his, her in the mood his rap sheet or, ends, oh, she's asleep that's fine his rap sheet is all back then i, I don't even know I, I don't know but the point is that they for sure it was more okay back then it was less looked at that way used to thought yeah you know that's bill Cosby. you could used to slap your waitress's butt when she goes by and call her toots if you wanted to that's true i mean it was good but nobody thought you were being sexually harassed it's different being a dick it's different today than it was this no of course no excuse but it would have it, there's a there's a lot of other things that if you knew that was happening that day too, they would look not as bad as him. But if he's not a peak out of nowhere like the one bad guy from back then. There's a hidden mountain of people leading up to atrocities like he did. Right. There's people a little bit worse, a little bit less bad, 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 and then there's the main level of everybody who was worse. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But you just don't have all the details on that. Here's what's, here's what's interesting awful. to me, though. I think of all people, though, Christians have the highest potential of still being able to enjoy the Cosby show because we understand sin. <laughs> uh-huh. Seriously. And just okay. how we're all Christians. Such, I'm listening. I'm listening. And, and how we're all such prisoners <laughs> to it. So, in other words, and here's what led me to this thought. I thought if Bill Cosby were to walk in right now, 
the three of us would be super excited. We would not think, I'm just not going to be able to talk to you. We'd be like, oh my gosh, have a seat. We'd ask him questions and yeah, all that stuff. I would, was, but non- oh, oh, I want to hear what Toby. I'd easily have him on the podcast and be like, of course. I might even get his, I'd get his autograph. Yeah, Probably. totally. Wait, but totally. That, what does but that do with being Christian? I mean, I'm just saying as Christians, we understand sin and how none of us are above it and uh-huh. that the three of that's us true. could have fallen into the same thing that he did. Does that does that seriously make him more evil of a person? I, I think you're right about that, actually. It sounded like an absurd point at first, but I think you're right. And I, I always say the same thing about uh, I think it should be that way. I don't think it is that way. Most people, most Christians would, would would want to be or appear to be the most horrified by it. Yeah. Um, but it's the same as I say the success of the TV show Law and Order SVU. I love that show. The, it's about sex crimes and stuff in New York, whatever, uh, and, uh, special victims or even children and stuff. I love the show. And so does everybody else. It's on season 14 or something like that. Right. The reason people like the show, though, is kind of the wrong reason, in my opinion. And they like the show because they watch it and see how bad that stereotypical pedophile is so yeah. that you can separate from them and say, ah, that exists in the world and I am not that. Right. Then that makes them feel good to, to see the bad and to be able to separate from it. Whereas I like it, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I, I like it because it's like, I go, I mean, I know these are caricatures of the stereotype pedophile or whatever it is on the show, but I like it because I go, ah, this this is humanity. We have this. We are like this. I'm right. like that. Yeah. I'm somewhat like that pedophile. I'm not. Luckily, I'm not as bad or whatever. But that you know, just to see the the that part, like, do you see it as wholly separate, or you in part of that mess? That's right. a big dividing line of what Christians are like. So they should be able to watch that, or even the Cosby Show, which is even rougher in the sense because it's really connected. It's not fiction. Right. The stuff that Bill Cosby did, whereas this is. But you should be able to watch it and go, ah, I'm not as bad, but. You know, I could maybe I could be just as bad as that guy, or maybe some other people we know, or maybe there's this is what it was really like in Hollywood back then. He wasn't the only one, of course not. Right. So I think that's a good exercise in Christianity. Is the name of this podcast going to be Christians can still enjoy the Cosby, the Cosby Show? show. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> I can't watch it now. All I can think of is him going, "Yeah, we're going to get the hoagie, and then I'm going to knock a girl out and sleep with her." Oh, come on, I, I, man. Rudy, get in here. I'm mean, that's all. I, I can't. I'm not going to be able to get past that. Come. Here, Rudy, I just love to have a good time. Get where's my roof is at? Theo's awful. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. My well, are, are the people from the show saying anything bad? No, I know they've all come out different. They've come out in different ways. Malcolm Jamal Warner said something along the lines that is is seemed damning a little bit at first. Felicia Rashad was really defensive of him. But they've come out in different ways. But, you know, I uh, think everybody kind of knows what, what's the deal. Do you think at some point Ahmad Rashad was like, Felicia, did he do anything Felicia, to you? I have no Felicia, idea. Felicia, has, has he actually responded to any of this? Oh, it's just all, that's just all legal. Like, it's all a big money thing. I mean, it's like they paid him a tons of pe- money out, and he can't say anything because it could incriminate this and cause this, whatever. So it's all, str- unfortunately, there's no real person. Like, there's not like, oh, somebody had a conversation with or whatever. It's all guarded. And fully strategic legally, which yeah. points, of course, to guilt. But that's that's what what it is. Do y'all think like, he doesn't need hot? to make a statement? Like at this point, he's not trying to save anything. But but like, he's not. It's not possible to save his image, really. Right. So the lawyer, he's under strict orders to make no references or statements to it because yeah. it's going to cost him X amount of millions each time he would open his mouth. It can only get worse. Can you think of anyone famous that this would be a worse shock? Then I, I don't know if I can. Almost, like, like think about Jared. maybe not. Subway a more Jared. 
That's just unbelievable. I don't care. I almost not because you could say a pastor or whatever, but that that's almost yeah. We've seen oh, that yeah. happen so many times, so it's almost more yeah. believable if it was a pastor. I guess maybe you know? if we found out some weird stuff about Brett Favre, I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like seriously, what if uh, Billy Graham's the most prolific serial killer of all time? Yeah, that'd be more I shocking mean, if he was a serial could, killer. Be, and you know what? That's not that crazy of a thought. <laughs> it's not <laughs> serial killer. Nobody, I promise you, you never thought Bill Cosby was a sexual deviant, bad, really bad guy. Like they did really <laughs> bad things. I mean, well, you, I'm not, yeah. I, I mean, well, seriously, I'm, there are a lot of very wealthy, rich, powerful people that do tons with charity and the world and help and all this stuff. And they have done some, some I really fully believe bad that things. there are powerful, rich, prominent people that we're all familiar with now that do roofie and rape people yes. today. Yes, I, I am fully yes. believe that. I believe it's occurring currently by some of the richest and most powerful people in the world. Because until I didn't really think about it before, but it, it re- I always thought, oh, there's no way so and so would risk that because it would be too a rich person would risk right. it because it's too. But really, the, enough money. And so you really can't, you really could handle it and get away with it. I think right. that's what like, he didn't hear. And this was looser and it was in the sixties or whatever, but if handled correctly, you probably could get away with it. Really. I mean, th- look how if long you he got away enough. with it with all this m- amount of people. Like, yeah. I mean, if, if anybody would have just come out maybe 10, 15 years ago, or if it had only been four, nobody, it, you just, that would have been dismissible and everybody wouldn't have, you know, cause of course they're going to accuse him cause he has right. a bunch of money or whatever. What, what if, if we found ends, out, what if he ends his life in prison? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. What if we found out that, the actor Ice Cube had a history in gangs. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people that have done some really bad stuff, killed people. Was it's really strange, and they're heroes. Yeah, or people really love them and stuff. And so, uh, like every president of the United States, a lot of football players did a lot of bad stuff, and now here you go. Uh, yeah, that, man, they're a hero. Yeah. All right, well, good on that. Let's take a break, and we'll come back and talk about something even more controversial we'll do some gun talk how about that Ooh. so instead of calling what were you going to call the episode cosby Toby's going to call uh, something. christians are the only people that can watch people that still watch still, en- still enjoy <laughs> I, i'm still optimistic that we could call this the gun control episode <laughs> so we're going to talk to a couple people a couple of guys named mark uh when we get back mark solomon and mark lafay about guns Oh, man, I love to read. I love nonfiction books, and I haven't read one this good in a long time. Preston Sprinkle just came out with a new book yesterday called People to Be Loved, Why Homosexuality is Not Just an Issue. I'm telling you, this book makes you think. He refuses to talk about the gay marriage, homosexuality, all that stuff as an issue. He talks about it as real people that walk this real tension out. Did you know there's real gay Christians that want to live according to God's word and are convinced that gay marriage is not against God's plan? There's also real gay Christians that do believe it's against God's plan. They're living a celibate lifestyle and they resent it when other Christians say, hey, there's no way these people can be fulfilled being celibate and we're sticking up for them. They should be able to be happy too. They're saying, hey, we are happy. We have Jesus. It's not the hardest, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but please don't say that we can't be fulfilled. So here, here's, here, here's what you're going to do. You're going to explore what the Bible says and doesn't say about homosexual, homosexuality. You're going to think you're going to have to examine your assumptions. You're going to have to listen to the pain and joy of real people who are gay. And you know what? You're going to have to decide in advance to go where the biblical text leads before you read this book, even if it leads you to change your views. 
Uh, you're gonna have to do the, your best to discover what the Bible, not your tradition, says about homosexuality. So, guys, head over to peopletobeloved.com where you can read the first chapter for free, watch a video trailer, and get some more info on this book. Again, head to peopletobeloved.com and buy this book today. All right, you guys have a problem, and I am here to solve it. Your problem is you haven't got all your gifts for the people that you care about. Well, here's how I'm going to do it. First of all, I'm going to remind you, all you guys that have Harry's, Harry's Razors, how much you love it, and you're welcome because we're the ones that told you about it. Now, the solution to your problem is get Harry's for the people that shave that you love for the holidays. Now, here's here's the deal. Harry sent me a holiday shaving set that comes with a copper-plated razor handle, a couple of five-blade cartridges, shaving cream that smells and feels great, and a cool travel kit uh, to hold everything when I'm on the move, which is almost all the time. It comes in a box that looks so good that you won't even have to wrap it. But the best part is Harry's shaving, the quality of these blades, and the shave is excellent. Uh, we continue to use this stuff. I continue to love it. I continue to tell people about it because I love Harry's. So do you. And so will the people that you give them for a gift. So go to harrys.com right now. And as a special offer for our fans, Harry's will give you $5 off your first order with code BCPOD. Don't wait. Economy shipping for the holidays ends on December 18th. So do it right now. Go to harrys.com. Enter the code BCPOD. And, you know, Harry's makes every morning feel like a holiday. And we're back. Indeed. Well, let's do something different, Toby. Can we, you know, if we're going to talk about something as serious as guns, I was yeah. thinking that it would be a shame to talk about something heavy and important without first having dose, a dose of truth to, like, set, set it up. Right. It would be a shame to have truth after it to not inform our conversation. Did you bring your Bible? Uh, so yeah. no Bible needed. Rolling. All right. In a world where Matt makes me say a really serious story. You can't report serious stuff? Oh, it's all serious. But this is just... That's not this, true. This is sad. No, that's, that's not true. What's not, what, what story hasn't been serious? Uh, vagina sculpture, for one. That's very serious. What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this is Toby Morales, the damn news. <laughs> Hell yeah, vagina sculptures and serious. What do you think? Where'd you come from? Huh? Where'd you come from? A vagina. I'm an alien, okay? I believe it. Hey, I swear. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Like, you thought, oh, I'm shocked by Bill Cosby. I will not, not be shocked, be shocked at all if Joey is an alien. And Joey goes, hey, yeah. That's one, that's <laughs> one conspiracy from, I would believe right into. I'd step right into that one as well. <laughs> I tried to get Joey to believe that he was Toby today. And he, he just goes, no, I'm not. But he kind of does. Made I think I could really, I'm certain that I could shake your reality in something. Uh, not and you, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Shut up and get on with your news story. It's sad. Uh, this comes from ABC News. Two suspects killed after San Bernardino mm -hmm. mass shooting. I'm going to so talk this about is this. What, this yesterday. is going to lead us into guns. Yeah, but, as we're uh, recording this, this is yesterday. Right. This happened. Yeah, really terrible. Uh, most of you probably listening know this, but I'm going to read the details. At least 14 people were dead and another 17 injured in a shooting Wednesday in San Bernardino, California, when gunmen who were heavily armed and on a mission Open fire during a function at a center for people with developmental disabilities, police said. Police believe two alleged shooters, um, a county employee and a woman, 
with whom he was in a relationship, opened fire around 11 a.m. At the Inland Regional Center, they were armed with assault weapons and prepared to do what they did as if they were on a, a mission. Now, this is what's really crazy. Um, this was yesterday at 1.38. Uh-huh. So about... This is all this details we have. This will be two weeks later by the time almost this yeah. comes out, but um, that's what we know now. It's close to three hours, less than three hours later, and they say, we have no information at this point to indicate that this is a terrorist-related or in a traditional sense that people may be thinking. Um, obviously, at minimum, we have a domestic terrorist-type situation that occurred. The FBI later said that terrorism was a possibility. Mm-hmm. And as you know, it keeps going on. Um, and in another news uh, article, um, it I went I went to CNN, which is today, and it, it uh, San Bernardino shooter apparently radicalized and in touch yeah. with terror subjects. Yeah, I just saw that just now at lunch. It said that that it was somebody here that came radicalized, involved somewhere. That's about right. as much as we know. And uh, I think it was his wife, him and his wife, and their. Friend, his Anne. wife, the female thing is yeah. at very abnormal. Here. Yeah, they said that doesn't hardly ever yeah. happen. They radicalized, and they have like I think a six month old baby. And the, the husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend are killed. They they were Ooh, lots to think about there. And I'm not sure. I think they might have the other one, but I'm not totally sure they've even caught the other well, one yet. That's what I haven't seen. But okay, well we yeah, could we, discuss this. Do we want to discuss this any before the guests come on, or you just want to talk to Mark and Mark about it? I say let's get them on, okay. and they'll, they're going to know the story, and then let's just talk about it and then get their views on guns. And Okay. Not sure what they're going to even say, but I like yep. talking to them, but they both have opinions, so I'll be glad to hear it, yep. and then we'll talk about it some more. Okay. Let's see if we can get Mark number one on. All right, Mark, you there? I am here. Hello. Good to talk to you today, buddy. Good to talk to you. Hey, Mark. you guys. Hey. Hi guys. So we <laughs> so we're just having we, uh, we're all together in the same place this weekend as you can see. And so we're trying to talk to everybody that we already have on the show that we like that's easy to talk to. So we're not doing we don't care about your podcast never was. We don't care about the fact that you've been on NASCAR and stuff like that. We're bringing on a personality <laughs> that we're familiar with and what we want to talk about today is guns, uh the shooting stuff, all that stuff and get people's take on it that we think are interesting and intelligent cuz we're not that informed on stuff. I'm not saying you're the expert, but what's the deal with guns? Now the viewers can't see this like <laughs> the viewers can't see what we see, but we see behind you a Confederate flag, a couple of rifles oh, yeah. up there. <laughs> <laughs> see, but if you if you zoom in, you can see that the stars on my Confederate flag are actually the stars of the WB network. So <laughs> That's Chris Rock joke. Chris Rock joke. <laughs> yeah, we just read the. I just read the news story about the San Bernardino shooting, and then uh, the, some more news even has come out that um, you know uh, they actually got the gun. Somebody bought the guns for them legally, legally, uh-huh. and then it'll be illegal. You know that then they transferred them illegally, and whoever bought those guns is in, will get prosecuted the exact same for those murders. That that that's wow. actually the law Oops. will be that way, I think. So, but oopsie. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, what do y'all think about uh, Mark? Get into it. Gun laws. Is it wh- where are we at in America? I think if you look at the way laws, I mean, obviously it's it's easy knee jerk reaction to dismiss lawmakers as frauds or special interest people because typically they are, but at the same time, you can't say that all laws don't work i mean nobody wanted a seatbelt law back when the seatbelt laws came around and then all of a sudden if you look at the statistics of 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 injuries and and car deaths in in automobiles since we started wearing seatbelts 
it's crazy. It's it's astronomically different. And if you if you think about things like that, think about helmet laws. There's a lot of laws out there that regulate us as people mm-hmm. of this country, and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's just that I so I truly believe the NRA and the special interests on that side of the fence don't want any kind of regulation because they're in a business and they want to sell as much as they can. And I really think that that's what that is. You think it's more business driven than it, and then it's tricking like the, then the rhetoric tricks the every man to think it's about their personal liberty, but it's really about money. Or do you think that it's just because I was kind of more under the impression that you know these person people with guns just say, "Well, don't take my gun away. It's just about my liberty." They don't care about the business side of it. It's uh, I think that that's part of it. I think that people, some people do feel that way, but I think that's tied to the overall money it's always about the money man isn't it mm-hmm, always yeah. about the money makes the world go around you know and you got people who who believe that it's their i mean i don't know how many times i've read it my god-given right like you know what your god-given <laughs> right is <laughs> you want to know what your god-given right is your god-given right is to fall on your knees before god and humble yourself as a servant who deserves nothing but damnation and who is utterly and totally thankful for the grace that you've been shown. That's your God-given right. If you can find me somewhere in the Bible where, where we're anything beyond that uh, and, and, and where we need to arm ourselves in the process, please do. I, that's the other thing I don't understand. Christian people so mixed up in this and our, our people are so tied up in, in the rhetoric and the bullshit of this politics the the political it's like a hoodwink we we get sucked into it and and nowhere in there is it reflective really or respectful of our actual faith which is so ironic if you think about all the other side of it with the with muslims and all it's just there's just so many layers of it that don't have anything to do with jesus that's where i'm at with that man. that's that's all uh, so is mark a happier guy with more gun control I'm a happier guy with smarter gun control and more gun control is probably what that will be. But I I don't think we even really know what, what is the actual law, you know? Yeah. It's different everywhere. And it's, I don't know. I mean, I kind of have the mindset that it doesn't really, you know, you can go, you could have a lot stricter laws and I don't, I think there's still a lot of stuff that's not going to prevent. So it's not like has some of the most strictest laws. Yeah. 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 But it's just not going to change a ton in my opinion, either way. Like it's fine to have stricter gun laws. Uh, but in order it's, it's, it's it's, it's the same kind of thing with the minimum wage. It sounds really good to say, well, gun control would be good because we want less guns and we want people to make more wage but the but that's just that's not a, the necessarily the, the right kind of solution it's just the one that's the most convenient and sounds good to say so yeah. of course everybody's for uh, against deaths right but right, i think right. there's a lot of legitimate pro-gun people that think if more people were armed I'll, I'll put it this way i'm just guessing this but i believe it to be true if more people were armed mass shootings would go down however overall gun deaths and accidental deaths and even probably single homicides would probably go up way more. So more people would die if everybody had a gun. But I actually think mass shootings, like this particular one, <laughs> if everybody, put it this way, a thought experiment, if everybody on in America was required to carry a gun, mass shootings would go down. <laughs> you know, it they would, would go up. But no, other stuff so would go up. Of course not. I'm saying, but let's think practically about stuff, not just say, oh, more gun laws or more this or that. 
because that, that Here's that's a maybe thought. not the most practical way to do it. Here's a practical thought. What would go up higher than any of those things are gun profits. That's yeah. what would. <laughs> of course. Every of course. Person yeah. I, <laughs> NRA loves your plan, man. Okay. Well, how about this <laughs> one? Rules. Okay. Well, how Here, about- this is my question. You got the country. This country has more people who are armed individually than any other country in the world. Uh-huh. And yet we have more mass shootings than any other country in the world. Yeah. So when is that part going to pay off? Well, okay, but that's what I'm saying. That that rhetoric is fine. I'm not accused. I shouldn't use the word rhetoric at you, but yeah. But what I'm saying is, you there's not a gun laws aren't a solution to that because we have the problem of the guns being there. So you can change all the gun laws you want. The guns are still there. We will still have the most mass. If you outlaw guns today, we will continue to have the most mass shootings. That so I'm I'm saying that's not it's not that simple. It, it, it isn't that simple. And that's, that's the other thing, though, that it's both sides are not that simple because they're so, it's, we're so far down the path that we're currently on. Right. And everyone is right. so freaking fearful and so full of fear. My parents are setting their alarm in a panic after they get out of their car and into their house. Like they got to make sure that the <laughs> garage door is closed. There's so much panic and so much fear and they're peddling that fear every day, all day. And, and all of these things combine. And of course, it's never going to be as simple. At this point, it's never going to be as simple as no more guns. But there have been places where they've tried it and it's definitely sure. worked better. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying we're so far off from even talking about it. I saw Barnabas Piper uh, to, uh, Facebook yesterday. I thought it was the best one that I've seen. He says, Keep going, social media. I feel like we're almost solved. We've almost got it solved. You know, everybody oh, keep yeah. on going. I think no, we're almost there. I mean, it's not even, you know, just to make fun of the fact that we're not even close to really having a conversation. It's just the far agenda on each side staying as far away as they can from actual really talking about it. Yeah, I, I'm definitely not very educated on this, and I would say probably naive, but it just seems so simple to me that if we have higher gun control, there's the bad guys are still going to get guns. And right. it just seems like then the good guys are going to be defenseless. Like I, I just—that's what—that's what everybody keeps saying. I though, know, Joey. and that's and, what they. And I'm operating with the assumption that I'm probably wrong. That's just too simple. But I I can't get that out of my head. I mean, my my papa I carried a gun wherever he went. Never, I mean, never had to use it. But hey, if something bad were to have happened when he was in the room he would have been able to stop well, it. that's I mean, what the problem is though. That's the fear culture. You like wait, I got to carry a gun because the bad guy's going to get me. Except for. That's almost never yeah, happened. That's, what you freaking yeah. talk and about? So my what grandpa. does happen, in fact, is, is the guy is people get bad guys getting guns no matter what, and then killing people. Well, so, Charles, so then we're all like, like San Bernardino, Charles, the cops. You know, there's tons of, of cop killings that are just insane, and it's just. I mean, the problem is that it, that scares you into thinking that this is the norm. But if you actually look at statistics, oh, yeah, we're not, like the most safe uh, we've been point. ever in the history of the point. world, and mo- most things don't really happen. And part of it, even I wonder. If if you take away these killing, like what happened to San Bernardino, that was going to happen regardless. They had tons of pipe bombs, weapons at their house. So they found unbelievable amounts of ammunition and all this stuff. They were going to kill regardless of if they had one gun or not. You would they would have found a way with knives, whatever it was. They were going to kill. Yeah, but but my point uh, is that it that it builds it up to such a, a fear culture. Like oh, this happens. Yeah, gotta, this is going to die. You're, it's really bad outside. So much so that people like your parents, my parents. Uh, they they buy into it immediately. Like, oh, the world is falling to shit, man. I, we are going to be shot. That's right. We will be shot, except for 
Of Almost course every not. single person yeah. you know hasn't been shot. Almost yeah. everybody you know hasn't yeah. been shot. Yeah. Mark, what do you say about Fox News? <laughs> what did you say last time we were there about people liking to watch, wake up and watch Fox News? That's what? Oh, yeah. That's waking up to rage, man. Wake yeah, up to rage. Up to that rage. <laughs> <laughs> but that's entertainment even. Like it's fear and it's entertainment that we like that because I'd have to confess to you guys. I mean, this might sound crazy. I'm not in the least scared of gun violence. Yeah, I'm at all. Really like, I'm not saying I'm, I'm. I wish if you could get rid of all the guns, great, fine, whatever. But I'm saying statistically, with mass shootings and terrorism, I have no statistical fear of that harming me or my family. It's not scary yeah. to me. Yeah, I don't mean. I mean, maybe I'm cold logic guy, but it just isn't. Like, it's not a lot. It really isn't a lot. Now, it's all, just all of those things are true. But uh, let me ask this, dude: If you go back and you 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 just jump on the internet right now, and and do a do a search on Oregon and the shoot and 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 any recent shooting, every one of them will, Sandy, every one of them will say something about how when the next one of these things happens, what are we going to do? The next one, this is like a month ago, two months ago, that these conversations were being had. Yeah. And now here we have this thing. And yes, if those people were intent upon doing whatever it is that they were doing, they were going to do it. But you guys, I mean, said it yourselves, I, I, and I'm not saying this is a law or anything, but Someone, a law-abiding citizen, purchased those guns legally and then gave them to these people. Yeah. Like, yeah. how does nobody notice that someone's got 1,800 rounds of, of uh, right. <laughs> military weaponry, you know, I mean, like ammunition stocked up somewhere. I just, there's so many things about this that don't ring true for me. And I still want to know, after it's all said and done, once everybody's got the guns. Do we really think based on the statistics that are there for us right now, is it all going to stop? I don't think those statistics bear out. I don't. Yeah. Mark, it's uh, I think one, sorry, Joy. One thing I do think that it it will does need to happen. is just technology get better. Like come up with some way that when a gun, a sensor that when it's pointed at a human, it doesn't go, it doesn't fire. Smart guns have been, have you heard the stories about the smart guns being like, what happens to the companies doing smart guns? No. The NRA and the money trail, like Mark is saying, just goes insane on them. Like they're compl- they have oh, people are go, ooh, I know, a fingerprint gun, whatever. Right. They get attacked, squashed. There was a guy, oh, yeah. there was a oh, guy yeah, who I mean, carried a smart gun uh in his store, the first one, and he got a million death threats. People said that no yeah, he said he would ne- no matter what, he would never carry a smart gun for us, no matter what. Because people oppose it because they see it as like once that option is there there's laws on the books that say once there is a smart gun that works right then all the other guns will there's states that say we will make that mandatory once it's there and works therefore it your shotgun will be illegal all your other stuff will be illegal because we have the higher technology so they oppose that fully so we're squashing that from happening this is america okay we know how to irrigate the desert we know how to make vehicles for people who can't even see we know how to speak to each other. We're right now having a live conversation uh-huh. across the country. Yeah. If you remove the NRA from the discussion, what do you think we could come up with as the USA? You guys want to chant USA? Now's the fucking time. <laughs> right? What do we, this great nation, what do we do with a free open table opportunity to figure out a way to slow this down, to stop some of this from happening. I'm not saying that it's a guaranteed lock. We're going to get there, but I, I will guarantee that we have way better shot of, of getting a solution without those dudes sticking their big 
Charlton Heston Moses noses in the middle of all this stuff. Well, that's, that's both sides, though. I mean, I think the the, the agenda sides the, the, on both sides are the least likely to they're, – they're the least likely to help, like, least able to help, and mostly oh. they just get in the way of people that, that would want to, well, including the free market. The NRA, when we're getting rid of the NRA, let's just get rid of every single active politician that there is. Oh, Literally. man. Now you're talking let's about heaven. <laughs> What's well, the big deal? Well, Mark, you – Mark, you have awesome credibility to speak on this because on on tour, like your touring history, you've actually killed like six guys with your bare hands, right? So you never no even had needed. to use guns. No, just with his stare. <laughs> I, I can't comment to that. I, can't comment I, to I that. did see uh, one last thing. Matt, you're talking about uh, memes or whatever. Uh, I saw one that said J.J. Uh, Abrams could stop all gun, gun violence if he just said that there had to be reform or he wouldn't release Star Wars. Yeah. Really? It's about <laughs> said, I'm not going to release Star Wars. It is. It's about motivation. I mean, that's a, that's a really truth in that point, yeah. that it's about motivation and incentive. I believe yeah. that you could get the, you know, uh, the Levitt guy from Freakonomics could probably fix it if you just made, put him right. in charge. Right. You know, oh, like there's tons of smart people, people that are, have no affiliation to yeah. anything. They just look like the smart people. Elon Musk there's, and has to be William Levitt could yeah. fix it if they just. Where the, the gun will always fire when you're in the woods, but if you're in an elementary school, even it if you will just had them working on the social problem you know, of how to make a, how to incentivize people to turn right. in their guns, right, right, or something. There, I mean, there's not enough money you could get everybody to turn in their guns. Yeah, make. I mean, the government could we could raise X amount of billion dollars sure. and solve it. Sure, you everybody gets ten thousand dollars for every gun turned in. Every gangbanger would turn in their gun for ten grand, wouldn't they? There's something to be learned from Australia. That's all I know. That's that's. Everybody keeps telling me, uh, "Look at Chicago. They got the strictest gun laws, and it's one of the worst murder places." Whatever. It's like, okay, I see you, Chicago, and I raise you, Australia. Whatever they did down there, working pretty good. We can at least learn from them. And I know that we don't have a lot of time, so I don't want to miss this opportunity because, you know, we're talking about things that are super important. But for the first time in 13 years, this right here. <laughs> Raiders, baby. Proudly wearing your Raiders hat. That right there is relevant in the month of December. Just so. <laughs> Congratulations to you and your Raiders, Mark. Yep. Hey, congratulations to your Packers and that ridiculous. Oh, my Lord. That was something. Did you see the. Did you see the gif of Calvin Johnson absolutely losing his shit on the sideline? No, I, I haven't seen that. I got to see that. We'll look it up. Yeah, I'll look that up for sure. The title hey. is Aaron Rodgers Actually Kills Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Packers Raiders, a week from, uh, or a couple weeks from this Sunday, man. Hey, dude. I'm all about it, buddy. All I know is that the game actually matters at this point, and that's a miracle. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. Always right, Mark, a pleasure, we're going to run on, but thank you. We appreciate it. Love you guys very much. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you, you real too, soon. Man. Right, Thanks, man. Mark. All righty. Hello. Mark, what's going on, hey, buddy? Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up? Good, man. Well, we're going to jump right into this, man. We need to put all these damn guns up so people stop getting killed. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> shit. Have you, you've called in, certainly, to, to tell them that you're surrendering all the guns that you have and you won't be hunting anymore. Right. Uh, the, it's all and, over, right? And you pulled down all those pictures of you <laughs> of cured venison from your uh, Instagram and pictures of you hunting elk and stuff like that. You're going to remove all that stuff? <laughs> over my dead body <laughs> <laughs> all right literally literally <laughs> okay so t talk to us mark tell us what's going on in your head well you know i i think that it's well yeah i think it's it's such a complex issue you know first of all you know let's let's just not even talk about guns for right now let's just talk about you know the issue of 
lots of people getting killed um, by other people yeah. uh, in our country, really in other countries. Because so, you know, the media definitely likes to spin uh, the fact that this sort of stuff is isolated to just our country, but it's not, it's actually not true. It, it happens all over the world. But you know, that aside as well, you know, the, the reality is, is that there are lots of people getting killed for lots of different reasons. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the, the instance of the school shootings and, and things like that, I mean, you've got kids that are deeply troubled that um, have got all kinds of issues and, you know, they're, they're narcissistic, right? They want, they want to be remembered. They want people to look at them. They want, you know, the attention to be on them. So what do they do? You know, they, they, they want to go out, you know, in this, this blaze of glory. And so they go and they, they kill a bunch of people, however they can do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that that's, that's one issue, you know, and I think that that's a cultural problem, you know, and then you look at, you know, I saw, I saw a, uh, a map that PBS put out, um, a couple, a couple days ago, you know, showing little dots on the map of where all the mass shootings happened, happened and mass shooting is being categorized as being, you know, four more people shot, uh, in one location. So yeah, for instance, in Indianapolis, and I think there's like five or six mass shootings in Indianapolis. And all of them were home invasions. Yeah. So it was crime. And I didn't really get into the details of whether or not it was crime on crime or, or, or what it was, you know, what was going on there. You know, so that's a whole other different, you know, that you know, I there too. Yes. Let me, let, me, let me tell people what that is just so they understand. I, I saw something similar on that. It says that, you know, the statistic they throw around is there's been 350 mass shootings in 350 days or whatever, something like that. But they count mass shooting as any time over. The government defined it as any time over four people were shot. Right. Uh, regardless of killed. And then uh, I think the study that that's doing that that says there's 360 is defining as three, but that includes a uh, two guys get in a gunfight and a third person is struck in, in a right. gang violence or something. And that's certainly not what people mean by mass shooting. That's not what's right. in our mind when we think of a disturbed individual or a terrorist attack or anything like that. That well, They say that's more along the lines of 50 or 70 of those. Right, exactly. Which is still dis- really disturbing, though, isn't it, Mark? It, it, well, yeah, totally. Well, you I mean, you know, for instance, like uh, there, there was one that I looked at it happened in Seattle or somewhere in Washington uh, this year, and it was just random violence, right? So some, I, I, well, it wasn't random, it was gang violence, or that's what, that's what the article alluded to, that there was, a, there was a drive-by. Some guys in the car drove by another house and just opened fire on the house and shot a bunch of people. So, you know, so there's, there's, there's a lot of different causes for these sorts of things. And, and the, the one, I guess, you know, bringing it back to guns, taking away the gun, that ain't going to fix it, right? Because we're, we're still going to have the violence. You know, if it's, if it's not mass shootings, it's mass stabbings, it's mass beatings, it's mass whatever. And, you know, you're never going to get rid of guns. I mean, it's just not going to happen. So, you know, adding more legislation or talking about taking away guns or banning guns, you can't, it's just, it's lunacy. Everybody likes to go back and talk about, you know, well, Australia did. Well, yeah, Australia tried to, but they didn't get everybody's guns. They actually had a very low turnout, um, you know, for their buyback program. You know, I think they had like maybe 20% or 30% or whatever the number is. I'm, I'm totally misquoting here, but look it up. It wasn't a huge number. Um, actually took part in um, the buyback program. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're just, you're never going to eradicate it. But has that actually, has that actually changed the culture there though? Like I, we had Mark Solomon on right before you, and he says that it is working. So is that is it not working in Australia? Do we know? Well, so well, so they. So my point is that they still have lots of guns in their society. Yeah, lots of people have guns in Australia, but they have a whole different culture there. It's completely different than it is here. You're saying they don't have mass shootings because they don't have the social pressures and the pr- things we do. Yeah. So they don't have the type of self-loathing, 
narcissistic type of culture that's driven by social media. You know, I mean, like, it's totally different. So what's fueling the issue is not the fact that you can get guns legally or illegally. It's something much deeper than that. So in the case of, of crime, crime on crime, you know, home invasion, gang violence, things like that, that's a poverty issue. It's an education issue. It's a family issue. You know, when you talk about, uh, you know, kids going into school, shooting themselves or shooting other people or going into, uh, you know, other places like, you know, movie theaters or whatever, you know, mental, mental state aside, and that's, that's, a, that's a, a, whole, a whole other cultural issue in and of itself. And then you have, you have the whole, um, you know, mental health component as well. You know, where it's just you don't have people that are getting access to to mental health, you know, and they're able to get access to guns. And so, you know, I think that's where the, the conversation starts to get interesting. It's like, well, how do we change background checks or how do we make existing background checks more effective? And I'm like, OK, well, that's a conversation I think could happen. I think the reality, though, is that whether you're on the, 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 the left and you're saying take away guns, and, you know, stricter, stricter controls and blah, 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 or you're on the right and you're saying, no, we're not going to do that. Everybody, everybody's grieving the same thing, right? But they're just saying, yeah. we need to, we've got a problem, we need to solve the problem, and there's different ways to do it. And I think that's, that's one thing we've got to keep in mind. Yeah, I, I think there is some legitimate thing that where people do want to solve the problem, and they definitely have different angles, and it's worth looking at. But you, Mark, you do own guns, right? Oh, absolutely. How many do you have? None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you an Fair official enough. member of the NRA, or are you not that far? Uh, I am, and my son's a lifetime member. Wow, nice. So you're a card-carrying member. What would it take? Uh, I mean, seriously, is there uh, an amount of money or a buyback program or anything in the world that would have you turn in your guns? No, and, then, and now, so now we get into the, um, you know, the, the constitutional side. You know, the Second Amendment, everybody misquotes the Second Amendment. They're like, well, that's the right to bear arms. and blah, blah. Well, the Second, the Second Amendment is actually more about the right to be able to form a militia. Um, and mm-hmm. so... Uh, and, and the point of that is, uh, you know, a well-organized militia. And the point of that is to be able to address the issue of governmental tyranny, right? And so when our founding fathers um, created, you know, wrote the Constitution, they were coming from England where, you know, the government was completely out of control and the people had no recourse. And so they said, well, you know, we know that in time, there's, there's a natural cycle through all things. And in time, governments get too much power. And, you know, at some point, you have to be able to deal with an unjust government. And so they put the Second Amendment in there to say that the people have the right to form militias and to be able to arm themselves and to be able to combat tyranny. I mean, Benjamin Franklin, one of my favorite quotes from him, he said, you know, the, the, the tree of liberty is best uh, fertilized by the blood of tyrants and um, patriots alike. And the reality is, is that you know, they, they knew that at some point, you know, there was going to be a need uh, for the people to be able to uh, mobilized, right? And so a lot of people say, well, our government's got drones and it's got, you know, missiles and all this kind of stuff, whatever. Well, the Second Amendment actually protects that, right? So basically it says, whatever you have, we can have as well. And so if mm-hmm. I want to have an M1 Abrams, Abrams and park it on my front lawn, constitutionally, I'm protected and I can do that. Now I got to come up with about $10 million to buy one. Right. But I could have that. I could park it on my front lawn and say, you know what, whenever we need to, boys, you can use my tank. Now I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that extreme. And, you know, I'm not a prepper thinking, man, we got to get ready to overthrow the government. But I think that there, there's a reason why we have a constitution and our constitution um, 
is timeless. Well, let's talk about the thing, the issue of technology then, because what you're saying is that was set at that time, and now we have, if the technology is going to change, then even the Constitution allows for that. And that's where I want to think about for a second is, what would it mean to each side of the gun control debate if we had some massive advances in technology and guns were, let's say, obsolete? Let's say we had a device that you could point at something and it tracked much better, aimed much better, and immobilized it. So it immobilized something, maybe you're hunting, or a home intruder, or a military application, or police application that it could could do that. What would that mean for guns? Because they would be absolutely a liability that that serve no purpose other than sentimental. And uh, certainly that's a, a possible future and almost surprising we don't have it yet. What would that mean for that? And then part two of that is, uh, on the other hand, what happens when guns becomes obsolete because killing devices are much more sophisticated, easy to attain or even create or 3D print or anything else, then it, it seems like, on the other side, the, it's just no point in worry about guns because efficient killers will, and criminals will be able to do that using future technologies that aren't guns anyway. So it kind of seems to me p- technology makes it should in some amount of time make this really pointless debate anyway, and we're gonna, or we're going to continue to have it with new technologies. Well, yeah, I mean, y- yes and no. I mean, so, you know, we're kind of getting in the gray area, and I don't want to speculate on what the left or the right would say about these sorts of things, but I think the reality is, is that people are saying it's too easy for other people to be able to kill lots of people really, really fast. And the reality is, is that, you know, that didn't stop the Oklahoma City bomber when he got a, a, a U-Haul truck full of fertilizer and diesel and killed two people. Yep, that won't be illegal. It didn't stop, you know, 9-11 when they decided to take commercial airliners and fly them in the building. You know, it didn't stop the people out in San Bernardino from making a whole bunch of homemade pipe bombs, setting them up. Good news is that guns actually killed them before they could detonate. So guns, so the fact that we have guns and that our police, because some people say, you're right, Mark, that our police shouldn't have guns. Exactly. They do. Yeah, people people do really say, say that. that, but but guns are what stop these people from doing stopped them. Right, and and so and at least in that case, so there's somewhere where you know there's some line somewhere. Mm-hmm. I saw this today and I thought it was really funny. One person puts up, there's a guy with a knife in America, swinging it at cops and they blast him. They did kill him, and then they showed in right. in, in uh, I think it was like England, Europe, somewhere, um, where there was a guy with a machete and they just kept going and going until finally they got him. Uh, but they, yeah. they, he, he lived and they go, see, why can't we do that? But then I was thinking if I was around somebody with a machete, I would hope the cop maybe would put him down. <laughs> like if a guy's swinging a machete right. at me and my family, I don't know if I am really caring about that guy's safety. If he has a machete trying to hurt people. Right. You know what I mean? Like that, so, that right. it's so, still a weapon so that can kill you. Okay. If everybody's got mach- machetes then should I have a machete or should I have a broadsword? Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> right. you know, then it becomes, it, it becomes the same sort of a thing. And, and, it, and it's a personal protection issue in that case, too. And, and what's reasonable and what's not. And, you know, I, it's a complex issue for some. You know, I, I, there's evil in the world, right? And, and evil finds a way to commit evil. You know, I think as Christians, it's interesting because there's, it's a whole other, other level of complexity because, you know, the Bible is very specific. It says that our enemy is not a flesh and blood, it's a spiritual realm. And, and so the, the issue is not the bombers. It's the people that it's, it's the powers and principalities that are driving them to to pick up the guns and to create the bombs and, and to go kill people, right? And so, you know, what war should we as Christians be fighting? Yeah. Right. And how should we be fighting that? And and honestly it's it's interesting to me too because, you know, it seems more so now than ever, Christianity is is being brought into this thing as well. I mean, what was it the the, the New York not the New York Times, but the Daily News or something like yeah, that. Yeah, New York Daily News or something. It said God doesn't care about this or something like that. God's not you know, fixing it, this. It, it said. specifically called out four Republican presidential candidates who tweeted and said our thoughts and prayers. And it was essentially like, keep your prayers, you know, saying that, you know, they're, and, and, and I get what they were saying. 
And they're saying this means nothing if you really care to go do some gun legislation. And it's just like, it's just interesting, you know? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, there's not a lot of rational conversation going on. Everybody's heated. Everybody's fired up. Yeah. And I understand why. Yeah. You said it's a complex issue and I'm I'm challenging myself to see it that way because I just see it so in such a simplified manner. Like, for example, I, I can't help but to make really practical applications. So the, the, the Charleston nine, those nine precious human beings that were executed. If one of them had a gun, one or two people at tops would have been killed. You know what I'm saying? I mean, to me, it just seems so basic. Okay. How, how in the world would that not have been a good thing? If one of the people in that Bible study was just like, yeah, I have a gun. I'm going to take this guy out and you know save the the seven others and i understand that it is more complex and i guess it's just being raised in the south and having a grandfather and uncles and but those are all parents, anecdotal you know, there's uh, no uh, anecdotal and i've said a lot of stuff so far that seems one way but it is reasonable to think that there may be some solutions here yeah to reduce gun violence and yeah. p- possibly there's there's legal ways to do it, but I, I don't know. But if 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 so, you have to weigh the good and the bad. The problem is complex. So right. the, the the amount of accidental gun stuff could is is something that could be addressed, and people having other people's guns and stuff like that. It's true. It's something to it. We're definitely going to stop using that term, though. What term? It's just violence. It's just violence. Viol- yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Violence is the problem. Guns are a simple technology that we have. Period, and it's there, and it's going to be there. So violence is is, is probably better named. Yes, you're right about that, Mark. Because now we're addressing mental health, we're addressing social issues, we're addressing poverty, we're addressing family, and we're addressing okay, yeah, some technology as well. But we have a violence problem. We do have a violence problem. I guess the thing with me is I don't care about shooting guns, so that's where I'm like I don't care. But a law-abiding citizen, I feel like it's their right. So that that's I mean, but. I, all, the the problem is this is happening so much, and then in the media it's just publicized. So it's just creating a fear culture to make you think, oh, this is happening everywhere. I'm going to be shot. Everybody's going to be shot. My kid's going to be shot. Uh, Grandma's going to be yeah. shot. Every every person's going to be shot, and that's not the truth. No. Most people in the world aren't shot. And increased <laughs> gun laws, Mark, would you say, even as an NRA person that fights against it, increased gun laws are seemingly inevitable, correct? It's not going to go the other way. No, there's no, there's no. Actually, I, I think you'd be surprised. I say that with the caveat, you know, I'm not I'm not your typical NRA member. You know, I'm, there's a lot of stuff that's just fear mongering and, and just kind of ridiculous. I, the one thing that I think that the NRA does is it, it protects it protects our. They're fighting to protect the constitutional right. Yeah, and I'm good. I I back that right. So. What I what I don't want to see is such a it's a slippery slope. You know, you you go back and you 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 undo one amendment, one core amendment, and then what's next? I mean, we've we've already had uh, you know we've already seen a lot of overstepping of uh, of of this administration on on constitutional rights. You know, and now we're starting to you know people want to talk about you know totally just undoing an entire amendment which has nothing to do with guns and everything to do with defending yourself against the government. And we want to give them the authority and the ability to be able to, you know, change that. Right. You know, it's just true. That's, that's, that's crazy to me. And, and, and again, follow up, there's no way it'll ever happen because it requires a, a two thirds majority of all the states to be in favor of, of changing an amendment. An amendment like that. So like, I mean, like there's just no, way i mean there's just no way it's all about the local governments and the bands in these areas that's the 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 real battleground for that kind of stuff so but it's going to be interesting that stuff is going to be struck down constitutionally look at chicago look at the amount of murders they have on an annual basis and they have and and with and and where guns are involved 
and they they are they have some of the tightest gun ownership yep, laws right. in the country. Same thing with the, with uh, that was with New Orleans. I mean, you look at you look at the places where the where the majority of these crimes are happening, and if you were to just pull them out, to get rid of those areas from the country. Look at what our to- what the total number of of uh, deaths by firearm would go down to. Yeah, uh, I think I, I forget which one it was. Chicago was one. I feel like Detroit was in the mix. Maybe uh-huh. um, New Orleans, and then maybe New York City. I think those are the four. And if you were if you were to not include those four municipalities in the equation, the number would fall off dramatically. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's very interesting. There's a lot of data to analyze, and I don't know who's qualified to do it, but people seem to only want to focus on the ones they want to focus on. Before I let you go, though, I know you just launched Rouse and wanted to talk about that. Rouse is the the startup you launched where people can have debates about these kind of things. Is there any, you want to tell give people any direction on how to use it or sign up for it? Oh yeah, I mean, totally. If you go to Rouse.community, you can log in, create an account. I mean, that's we built we built the site specifically so people could have conversations like the gun, you know, the gun control conversation mm-hmm. uh, in a civil way. So you know, whether you're for gun control, against gun control, whatever it is, we want you to have that conversation, and we don't want you to have to worry about. Uh, you know, people on Facebook just going absolutely bananas um, because of your opinion. So you can come to our site. It's, when people go there, that's the expectation is that they're going to be seeing these sorts of conversations, whether it's gun control, team marriage, politics, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, what a pick an issue that tends to just put people uh, on edge. And that's the type of stuff that, uh, that people talk about. So, yep. It's the site made for that where people know that that's uh, what, what's to be done there. So it's not as distracting as Facebook and stuff like that. And so you want people to go to rouse.com? Community. I'm sorry. So you want people to go to Rouse.community and right. get an account there and sign up and get to it. All right. Well, we'll see you over there, Mark. Good luck with that, and congratulations on getting it up and running. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right, Mark. We just had our two Marks. That's really good. Yeah, thanks to both I can't, I can't Thank you guys. I got to end yeah, on Yeah, we got to do right. something lighter. You got another something that's still, neat, still very true. Yeah. This is this, but yeah. And important, but a little lighter. Yeah, this is kind of – I just want to leave everybody on a joyful note. You know what I'm saying? I, I just – that gun's really tough. Um, so I want to leave everybody super happy. Um, and this comes from roving reporter, Chad Gilstrap. Okay. I thought this is really cool. Uh, hopefully this leaves everybody with a, you know, just a happier heart about the world. Um, Oksana Bobrovskaya is dead at 30. <laughs> uh, basically, a, a Russian, they were Russians, her and her husband, uh-huh. MPs. Died when her husband set off a grenade during sex in their car. (laughs) (laughs) A glamorous Russian politician and her husband died semi-naked in the back of their 4x4 (laughs) when he set off a bomb in a jealous rage. Oksana Bobrovskaya, 30, a member of Vladimir Putin's United Russia Party, was killed alongside hubby Nikita Bobrovsky. The couple said to have been enjoying a late night romp near her office in temperatures of negative six degrees Celsius. Nice. When the explosive went off, it is thought they were rowing at the time, and he had previously accused her of cheating on him with a wealthy lover, according to police. Nikita was holding a kind of grenade or a piece of TNT. Oh, wow. Eyewitnesses who rushed to the scene of the blast said the pair were both in the back seat of the white Toyota RAV4. All the windows except the front windscreen were blown out. When the bodies were removed from the car, they were naked below the belt. Oh, man. The couple had a four-year-old daughter who was orphaned by the tragedy. That's pretty sad. Miss Bobrovskia was a regional legislative uh, deputy in Siberia. Wow. Um, so 
They thought so it, they, they it, thought at first it was a terrorist act, and then it, it, it actually is a murder suicide. Yeah, I think like so. he's like my That's wife's cheating thinking, on me, so I'm right. just going to do this. And what a right. way to do it, man. Yeah. He was former special services, but that's what I'm saying. No matter what we're saying, though, seriously. Like, she never If you're going to kill it. somebody, you'll find a way. He did it with a grenade. Yeah. You know, you, will you outlaw grenades? Will you outlaw sabers? I think, I think they're illegal. Well, we outlaw- <laughs> I, I'm I think sure they are illegal. Are well, that's what, <laughs> what are you going to do? Outlaw grenades? Yeah. Don't tell my family that. <laughs> <laughs> there, you can get a grenade, I guarantee you. You can't get anything. I know, except seriously. for maybe enriched uranium. But I, mean, I don't you can think, get about anything else. I don't think RPGs are why legal it, either. Why does it have to be enriched uranium? I always wonder that. Why can't it just be I, your regular uran, uranium? Nothing. Well, it has to be uh, dent. Uh, let's see. I believe enriched uranium is a. Uh, you, can you look up in your enriched uranium while I'm saying this? I, I can't b- say it. It's hard to even say the thing. The. Uh, to set off a nuclear chain reaction is not just if you do fission on a single atom. If it's not, if the it's a type of uranium in which the percent composition of uranium two hundred thirty five has been increased through yeah. the process of isotope separation. Natural yeah. uranium is ninety nine point two eight four percent. Uh, U isotope right. with okay. So you basically have to condense the amount of uranium that would more than it would naturally occur even if you found uranium in in the ground the way that it naturally occurs is still not packed together close enough for the cascading fission reaction to uh, do a chain reaction so a nuclear bomb is actually a chain reaction fission it's not you open one nuclear break open one uranium atom it it's Fission triggers the fission of other ones, so it has to be dense enough. So the uranium has to be enriched to get to the point where it would even cause that cascade reaction. Mm. That's enriched uranium. Whoa, so we just got some news and a science segment at the same time. Two and one. We just killed a bunch of people with one stone. But again, Joe, your butt naturally makes enriched uranium, right? Yeah, definitely. Every time I go to the bathroom, I have enriched uranium coming out of my butthole. (laughs) It's very enriched, though. So I want to bring you these people that... uh, I'm getting off this thing. Just hit end. Go ahead, Joey, while he learns how to... Derek Andrew Durst, Matthew Robison, Jesse Noble Trombita. Jonathan Jester, Gaston Avando, Tyler Paulson, Randy Dews, Martin Daniel, Chris Mitchell, and Rob Wolf. Thank you guys for contributing as a BC Club member. And I have to say that I'm very excited that I got through that list before you started Mr. Vigina. Glad that I've been. <laughs> That's the best you could do all the time. Mr. Vagina. Vagina. That's not even bad. That's probably totally a good name to have. Mr. Gina. Mr. D. Ick. <laughs> you're going to delete all this. You're going to ask Matt to bleep it. Those two? Yeah. Who's going to ask him to delete it? Pastor Harry Seward? <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.